0: If nothing is certain, then anything is possible, if anything is possible, this certainly is. If nothing is certain, then anything is possible, if anything is possible, this certainly is. My name is Mark Brown. Welcome to My Paranormal Reality early experiences. As children, we often ignore the paranormal because we have not been programmed yet to be afraid of it. Truly, if we could maintain that level of openness and thought as an adult, it would simplify and ease many of our fears, doubts, and concerns. This episode, Ouija Board. Occurred summer, 1974. One time when I was around seven years old my family and I went over to some friends to visit and spend the day. They were close friends and it was very common for one family to spend the day at the other's house and this time we were visiting them. Their family, like ours, was a 1970's American family. The only difference was that their family had three boys and ours just had me, with my brother still expecting. The oldest of their boys, Bruce, and I had known each other almost literally since birth, as our mothers had both delivered within a month apart. This particular day, the three brothers and I were playing downstairs. The downstairs area was a finished basement consisting of Bruce's bedroom and a family room, with couch, coffee table, fireplace, and a sliding glass door walkout. We had been sitting around the table, and while it was only afternoon, we were already telling ghost stories. Being boys of seven and younger, we ended up talking generally about ghosts and spirits and what little we knew about them at the time. At one point, Tom, the middle brother, ran into his bedroom and brought back a Ouija board. It was my first experience with one, and I had to have them explain how it worked. They noted it was just a game, and there was nothing to be afraid of, and yet a slightly chilling fear crept over all of us just the same. We began asking the board questions, and were told from the yes-no and answers spelled out in front of us that the person talking to us was indeed a ghost and had died some time ago. The remaining questions and answers were pretty typical things you might expect some kids to come up with, who are you, how did you die, etc. However, I was skeptical, and of course accused each of the others that they were actually pushing the pointer, or planchette, around on the board. They attempted to convince me that this was truly being manipulated by an outside force, but to no avail. The middle brother, Tom, had always shown a complete lack of fear and decided to resolve my disbelief. He first explained that he and his brothers had been practicing before and found that they could move things by just touching them. He said it worked on more things than just the pointer for the Ouija board. At first I didn't understand, and I accused them again. That's what I've been saying. You guys are moving it. But Tom was determined to show me what he meant. He had each of us put just a finger on the foot of a small candlestick holder that was sitting on the table. Within a moment or two, the candlestick holder began to move around the table fairly freely, much like the pointer on the Ouija board. Again, I accused that they were all pushing the candlestick holder around. By this time, he pointed out that sometimes it was coming towards the accused person. How could I be able to pull it towards me, he would ask. I didn't have an answer for that. Discouraged, but refusing to give up, he walked me to Bruce's bedroom door. It opened into the bedroom, and all of us were standing outside of it. He told me to put my hands lightly on the flat wood of the door, with my fingertips resting on it, but not my palms. Before we started, he reasoned that If the Ouija board and the candlestick were not moving by one of us pushing it, then it must be from a spirit from the Ouija board. He continued to reason that if we could move the candlestick, then we should also be able to close the door by asking the spirit to help. He noted that if he and his brothers had been pushing the items around, then there should be no way for him and I to pull the door closed simply by putting our fingertips on the door. I tentatively tried to pull the door with my own and agreed that was impossible. We both put our fingertips on the door, and he called out, asking the ghost that might be there to help us close the door. We slowly pulled our arms back, and the door began coming towards us, slowly at first, picking up speed, and then slamming shut in our faces. It was so loud that our parents yelled down from the main floor to tell us to stop slamming the doors. While startled, I was also confused. I had felt very confident that the door would not move at all, let alone slam shut. As usual, like most of us, when encountering something I didn't understand, I stood my ground with my beliefs, remaining convinced that this was somehow a trick. Tom noted that, being in the basement, the only window in Bruce's bedroom was a small set-in, and that it was always shut, which, of course, I had to confirm for myself. I then looked in the bedroom closet, hoping to find some kid taking part in an elaborate prank. I couldn't find anyone, not even one of their cats. I didn't make out how they trained a cat to slam a door, but I was looking for any answer. I couldn't yet accept that an invisible force had made that happen. As I was trying to continue to attempt to debunk what had just happened, Tom, the fearless brother, went to the fireplace, got some matches, and lit the candle. He then pulled the drapes covering the walkout door, making it as dark as it could be in the afternoon. One last time, he asked us to put our fingers on the candlestick holder, and with a wry grin said, try to make something happen. Each of the four of us once again put our index fingers on the corners of the base of the candlestick. This time, however, it did not move. We sat there, focused on the flickering flame of the candle, and still it did not move. All of us were leaning forward watching the flame intently, when the flame suddenly shot up well over six inches high and just as suddenly dropped back to where it had been. I've never known exactly what we experienced that weekend afternoon, whether it was truly a ghostly encounter or our own psychic energy. We may never know. But similarly, while this happened well over thirty years ago, I still remember us four boys running through the backyard from the house, each one terrified. I don't know if any of us even remember how we got out the walkout door so fast, or if anyone took the time to blow out the candle. So what are my thoughts? Actually when I wrote the story originally it was several years back because it took several years to get the book actually written, published and as it, you may know from hearing my history of the who am I Um, this isn't my primary job I I do have a company actually a couple of companies that I've started for in the computer industry so this is really not even a hobby it's really more something that I have just felt that I needed to get documented one way or another and the Ouija board story is just an example of that, um, it wasn't at the time something that I was thinking was super paranormal. At the time I thought it was absolutely normal. We were kids, we were playing. It's a game that's made and sold in, at the time, every Kmart that was around and that was the big place. <laughs> we bought everything back then, That is back in the 70s. And, you know, if it came in a box and it was sold in, a like, most major stores, then obviously it can't be bad. It certainly couldn't be evil. But there's also a stigma that is certainly attached to them. And whether it is, uh, as some skeptics may say, some group or mass hypnosis caused by our want to believe in something spiritual or supernatural being tied to this thing or whether there really is something supernatural that is available and the board gives you access to act as a, a messenger of some sort um, yeah, kind of the uh, the ghostly version of the telegraph so to speak I certainly don't know, but I do know that um, I now have a boy that is a little older than where I was at the time, and sure as hell I'm not going to let him play with a Ouija board. <laughs> so, I don't know what else to say on this one other than that was an interesting one for me, and I'd be very interested to hear anything on your thoughts on these. If you had an experience with a Ouija board how did it go and don't get crazy and you know try to make up or one-up the last person that posted something be honest because other people I'm sure would like to hear and really that's what this whole that's what my book is about that's what the podcast is about it's really trying to simply share These are the honest, open stories of what's happened to me. I know people have talked about them. They've said, you know, stories around the campfires of various different things. But you never know on those what's real, what's not. And, you know, I realize I'm just a guy on the Internet as far as you're concerned. But remember this. I've printed this book, I've shared it with all my family and friends, and to them, I'm not just some guy. I'm a dad, I'm a cousin, I'm a very close friend, and as far as they're concerned, yeah, this is what's happened to this guy. And when I share them, they've usually got a story or two to share back with me. So, I'm opening it up. Please, Twitter at my underscore paranormal, and we also have a Facebook page, My Paranormal Reality. Feel free to go on there and let us know your Ouija board experiences, um, or if you just thought this was interesting, share it with your friends. Also, um, anyone that has heard the first episode and you are a Death Cab for Cutie fan, well then share it with them as well, or share it with a Death Cab for Cutie fan that you know. The uh, first couple of episodes were about Death Angels. If you've heard them, if you haven't, then you should go back and give them a listen. They really set the stage for what's happened in my life that kind of opened my eyes up to... What is out there other than just the day-to-day world of I get up, I have my coffee, I go to work, I come home, I see my family, I go to bed. There's there's definitely some more out there. You just have to open your eyes and see it. So, with that, I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. If so, again, share it with your friends. If you want to uh, learn more about it or the book, go to myparanormalreality.com. That's all one word, no dashes, myparanormalreality.com. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it.